Love, exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Sing it with me, everybody. You know how it goes. Hey, the happy love boat. Right? <laughs> the love boat. Happy Valentine's Day, my misfit friends. It is all about love here on the aisle, and we've got a great Valentine's Day treat for you right here because we've got Arlene Pelican in the house. Welcome, Arlene. Super fun to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the love boat. Oh my gosh, we are so excited. So just in case there's a few of you who uh, aren't up to speed on Arlene, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then you're going to be even more impressed that she would stop by and visit us here on the aisle today. So Arlene loves to impact and improve families through speaking and writing books and she's done a lot of that. She's encouraged a lot of people in a lot of places like the Today Show, the Wall Street Journal, Focus on the Family, TLC, uh, just to name a few. In fact, you may even remember her from the 700 Club, where she's made plenty of appearances. She's been married for 23 plus years, right? If I got that right. 25 since the time that was written, yes. All right, woo, that's your silver anniversary. Congratulations, three children, and you live in San Diego, staying classy with your golden doodle named Winston. That's a great, that's a good golden name. So we're so thrilled to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me, Nancy. Oh gosh. So um, you know, we're we're here to talk a little bit about love today. And um I'm I want to give you a lot of the floor and we're gonna get into it. You know we are, but before we do, everybody here knows, say it together, we have to play the stupid game. Stupid. So stupid game is brought to you by love. And what we're gonna do, so I'm I'm injecting myself in today's into today's stupid game. So we're gonna share stories. It's called Whose Wedding Was Weirder. So Arlene, I'm going to ask you what's the weirdest wedding or what's the weirdest thing that has happened at a wedding in your memory? And then I'm gonna share mine and then you're gonna decide who's you're gonna be the judge whose weird wedding is weirder. So okay, I, I will I will judge, but I have to tell you, listener, you're really going to be the judge because I am outstandingly biased because the weirdest thing that's ever I've ever seen happened at my own wedding. So the weirdest thing I've ever seen at a wedding is that the wedding started, like the ceremony started, the like, welcome everyone, we're gathered here together to unite this man and woman in marriage. That all started and I was not there. So that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And what happened is we had our divinity professor. My husband was getting a like a master's in divinity at that time. He was studying and this was his favorite professor and it was his only his second wedding to do. So he had his little book and he was like really concentrated on it. So when he heard the change in music, he thought like that is my cue to start talking. So he started talking and I was still in the hallway. So the whole thing and he got, he was very confused and everyone was very confused and it was very awkward. People didn't know if they should be like mortified or if they should start laughing or what should happen. And he got all the way to the end of who gives this woman to this man in marriage. And he looked up and he said, oh, my. <laughs> I, okay. That's pretty good. That's like a false start at the football yeah. game, right? Did anybody throw a flag? Was there a flag thrown out? Exactly. That's all I want to know. That's a great story. Okay. All right. That's, that's good. 
But, all right, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm making this up. Okay, here we go. So I once sang at a wedding. This was years ago. And I'm not going to name the people. And, yeah, they're probably not listening anyway, so we're safe. But this is a true, true story. So the wedding began. The bride was there. The groom was there. Um, uh, I sang at the wedding. And at a certain spot, I don't remember where. It was before the vows, right? So before the vows, everything stopped. They had to put a stop to the wedding because unbeknownst to me and probably every one of the guests, everyone except the bride, the groom, and the pastor, they knew something that we didn't know. She had been married prior and her divorce was not yet legally civilized. No. So we had to stop the wedding so they could do the paperwork and then we reconvened like maybe an hour or two later in another venue. Oh so, my goodness. That, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's I think I got pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty weird. That's actually, I'm probably going to, I'm going to personally give that to you because yeah. that's like a movie, you know, but then that really happened. So that's, I'm going to say that's very weird. Stranger than fiction. Yeah. But I mean, yours is up in the running. So, you yes, know, I think yeah. I gave you a good run. Nothing to be ashamed of. So. Right. Congratulations. That was a great stupid game. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's let's talk about love. Let's talk about marriage. And actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead right out of the gate. This is a big one. It's a heavy one. But um I think this is important because I think this is maybe why you're doing what you're doing. So you talk about marriage, you talk about family, that's your heart, that's your passion. I mean, what what are you seeing right now among the people that you know, among the people you're speaking with? Just looking around, what are you seeing? What, what, maybe not the biggest one, but what are you seeing as a really big challenge for young married couples today? Yeah, so so many challenges. And I, I want to also kick off with that the thought that we we go to the negative, right? We have this mm-hmm. negativity bias mm-hmm. where we notice the bad news, we notice the You're bad right. news. Right, I just did that. Didn't I? <laughs> well, and, and so just to say that because we'll think like, oh, marriage, oh, those people who are empty nesters, so many of them are breaking up because once the children leave, they have nothing in common and then they break up or, oh, look at those people in their 30s. It got hard. They didn't get used to each other. They were like, this is not good. And then they broke up and wow, the statistics in the church are the same as the statistics in the world. And why bother getting married? Because you're just going to get divorced anyway. You know, just why don't you just live together instead without that kind of risk? So you have all these things swirling around. But there's there's a few myths in there, you know, one being that you don't do as well in the church as if you do outside of the church, when in fact, when you look at people, and it's not just that they went to church on Christmas and Easter, but you look at people who, you know, regularly go to church, regularly are dedicated to God, do have that basis of, I want to commit to a marriage, and you'll see that their statistics are much better than the average statistic. So for us to understand that, and if we look at a statistic like, well, you know, 30% of them are going to get divorced, well, that also means that 70% of them didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's there's this hope, I believe, that we've got to harness that this marriage thing is a very good thing. It's good for you as a person. It's good to obey the Lord and say like, no, I made a vow and I will keep my vow. That's at National Marriage Week. Our theme this year is love beyond words. And just like we talked about the wedding, you know, here we say for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, the sickness and health, 
So love beyond words means when those things actually happen, I will actually still be here. Like I will live faithfully to my vows. And as people do that, they're going to experience, you know, such richness, you know, social science is telling us that those couples who stick it out, like, let's say you're going through a rough patch right now and you're listening, you're like, oh man, this is so hard. Social science tells us if you stick with it for like one to three years, if you're just like, you know what, we made this vow, it's not great right now, but we're just going to, we're going to go through counseling. We're going to go through this thing together. I'm going to, we're not going to leave each other. After three years, it resolves itself. And then it's like, thank God we didn't break up because when you break up, obviously there's a whole host of other problems that stay with you. So just this idea that, that yeah, it can get bumpy, but hang in there because that ride gets a lot better. And even those who've been married a long time, you know, 40 plus years, they're reportedly the happiest because they're like, wow, you know, we're A, not alone. B, we're with this person we really love and like. Um, and C, it just brings a richness to marriage. And obviously there's so many like... The good things about marriage that we don't talk about, like how it lifts us up from poverty, how it keeps mm -hmm. us from being lonely, how it's the best way to raise children, how it raises every element of health in your life. So these are things we need to remind ourselves when we're complaining about our spouse. Mm -hmm. And these are things we need to help the younger generation, whether it's our own children or grandchildren, to see that, you know, marriage really is a good thing because they're not seeing that in social media or anywhere else. They're seeing it as a ball and chain and we got to help them see it like, no, it's really, really a good thing. Okay. So first of all, I'm loving that you set me straight in the most gracious way, starting with the positive, right? Because no, I did no, it. I never no, to the no, negative. No, right. no, but that's just how we all are. So that's for sure. Like that was the right place to start. Yeah. But it's so important that you, that this is your launching point because, you know, even, you know, like, Hey, even the creation of the world it started out good, right? Yeah, then we got yeah. a little screwy, but we got to start at the beginning. And the beginning, it's good, right? You talked about, I love how you put it, hope that we've got to harness, right? Marriage is good. It's good for us uh, emotionally, right? Our emotional, mental, social health is good for us. Our physical health, our financial health, and it's good for children. All of those things are true. And even I can almost kind of hear it. You know, someone's bristling. I hear the bristling. They're saying, oh, well, that's not true for me. But, you know, we have to remember, no, when it works as it should, it's good. The problem is, when it doesn't work as it should. And that's, I think, part of, you know, why why you're here to talk about, okay, yeah, we're not in a perfect world, but how do we celebrate this good thing and, and get from where we are to that good place? Yeah, so that is National Marriage Week and you can find out more about it at marriageweek.org. But you can find like dating ideas and couple connection ideas if you feel like, okay, we're on the date, we're staring at each other and we have, we are, We've been together too long to actually think of something new to say. So all those kinds of things, you know, these guides will help you just to just to start talking again, start connecting. But, you know, there are these rhythms that every marriage needs in every season. And it's just very simple. So kind of break it down to its simplest terms of connect daily, date weekly, and get away regularly. And it's like, okay, I can do this. Connect daily. That looks like five minutes where you're not on your phone and you're looking at your spouse and you're, or maybe you're sitting side by side on the couch and you're, you're like rubbing the back or whatever. And you're saying like, Hey, how was your day? What's going on? You know, how can I support you today? Or like, what was the worst thing that happened to you today? What was the best thing that happened to you today? And, and I think the curiosity of just staying curious about your spouse, being interested, paying attention to your spouse. And if, 
you have this daily connection time, whether it's a little walk around the block, I know a lot of couples who sit and have coffee in the morning for a few minutes, which I think is adorable. My husband and I've never done that before. And I just think that's awesome. So whatever that thing is, you know, our thing is at the end of the day. So the five love languages, Dr. Gary Chapman, my husband's love language is touch. Mine is words. So I tickle his feet at the end of the day. He listens to me talk. He talks to me. And it's like, this works very well. <laughs> yes. So just figure out what your daily rhythm of connection is. And then date weekly. You, I love to tell people, shoot for the weekly date and you'll probably get twice a month. And that's fantastic. And Brad Wilcox at the University of Virginia does all sorts of work for the National Marriage Project. And what they found was that 48% of people say we never date. 48% of married people say we very rarely date or just a few times a year. And 52% say, yeah, we regularly do, which looks like maybe once or twice a month. And what they found was those who regularly date. So just think this is like people that are like, this is important that we spend time together and that we still have fun together and that we still have a relationship outside of our kids, outside of our job, et cetera. So what they found is a 15% boost in all sorts of areas like marital satisfaction, not likely to divorce, good communication, um, physical intimacy, all those things got a 15% boost just by going on a date once or twice a month. So date regularly and then get away regularly. Do that once a year where you get away for 24 hours and it doesn't have to be a big budget thing. It can be an hour away that all you're doing is driving to a new place and staying the night somewhere. Uh, you're swapping houses with a friend maybe and they're watching your kids and you're watching their kids. And then once in a while, Save that money and go somewhere on a vacation because those kind of memories will really, really help your marriage. That's all so practical. I really appreciate how practical you got just there because, you know, you say these things and it's like, all right, what does it mean to connect? But yeah. there are a couple of, a couple of words that just uh, stuck out to me. Curiosity, right? So being curious. And, you know, um, so my husband, he, he will interview people from time to time. And he always says when he's interviewing like a new candidate as an engineer or whatever, one thing he looks for is curiosity, right? Um, because that shows that you're, you're always, you're a lifelong learner. And I think that we don't often think, well, that applies to our spouses too, right? Because yeah, maybe you've been married 25 years or 10 years or however many years, you don't know everything there is to know, right? And and I think staying curious is so good. I love that. Um, I love, you know, even the idea of having some prompts, right? Because maybe that's where people get stuck. It's like, okay, it's kind of like asking, well, where do you want to go to eat? All yeah. of a sudden, we've forgotten every restaurant in the world, yeah. right? And so, well, how do I connect? What do I say? What you know? But but you know, even just having some some prompts to, you know, because all you got to do is start the discussion, and then it takes care of itself. Yeah. And that's, I love, uh, in one of my books, 31 Days to Becoming a Happy Wife, I interviewed Dr. Marjorie Blanchard. She's an mm -hmm. entrepreneur and she said, you have to stay interesting to your spouse. I think her and her husband mar been married maybe 50 years, Ken Blanchard, one minute manager. And she talked about like, what's new on your marriage resume in the last two years, like doing things new together. And whether it's like a retreat or a book you're you know reading or a podcast you're listening to or something you're cooking together or you're learning new skills together, or have a core pursuit together together. So I love that idea. And then mm -hmm. just the idea of staying interesting because it kind of like we get all in our ruts and we don't do anything interesting and then there's nothing new to say. So part of it is be curious about the other person. And the other part is like, try to stay interesting yourself by mm -hmm. continuing to grow. 
That's really good too. Yeah, let's let's camp there for just a minute because yeah, so often, especially in this consumer culture that we're in, you know, hey, I need something to amuse me. I need something yes. to keep me interested. You know, I need programming. I need to be entertained. And and all the while, it's like, okay, but am I, you know, for dating, right? I'm sure you've heard this. You've probably counseled people. You know, you want to look for that right, perfect person. Well, are you that person? <laughs> you know, would somebody want you? Are you interesting? And all of a sudden, that takes the onus off of the other person. It's like, well, what am I doing to be interesting, to stay, you know, to challenge myself and to grow? Love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back because I um and I, again I love the way that we started on this positive note, but I, I kind of want to go back. So you see a lot of married couples, um, a lot of newlyweds, and you you mentioned a second ago, um, you know, one to three years. If you can stick that out. What's happening in that first one to three years? What are, what are some of the big challenges that you think people are, are trying to navigate through? There are, you know, obviously the expectations, like you expect A and you get B or, you know, you thought like my husband thought that I was going to like go to bed and like, you know, pretty lingerie every night. And just like, we're like, no, people don't do that, dear. So, you know, so there's these expectations of, you know, what, what, do we think this is going to be like? And then when it's not like that, it's like, wait a minute. And then maybe we don't talk about it. So we just feel disappointed instead of saying, hey, you know what? I really expected this and, and be honest about it and, and let there be nothing that you can't say to each other. And then your spouse will be like, oh my goodness, well, I was expecting this. And then you kind of laugh about it. So bring things into the light. I think a lot of times when you're first starting, you don't know that you're supposed to bring it to the light and, and then you respond badly to each other because you're defensive. Like, I didn't mean it that way. And then you're like, oh, I'm not going to bring that up again. So it takes a while to realize, no, these are okay things to talk about and listen, like learning to listen to each other and not freaking out when the other spouse says something and not being defensive, but just really listening and then saying, you know, that's a valid point. And then, and then you share yours. So that takes time, you know, to get the emotion out of that, get the hurt out of that. But that's so important. So lining up those expectations, being able to talk talk freely about the things that you need and the things that are bothering you. And then really reconciling, like you bring in your first family, like all the things you saw your parents either do or didn't do, you know, you're bringing that into the marriage and sometimes you don't even realize it. So, so being able to talk about like, oh, I get it. This is why I always withdraw or, oh, I get it. This is why I blow up when I really shouldn't, you know? So, so you're learning all those things. And of course the disillusionment of like, oh, my feelings are are fading. What does this mean? But mm. I love when Dr. Chapman says, you know, when you're first married, because I remember when my husband and I were first married 25 years ago, I didn't even want to go out to dinner with anybody else besides my husband. It was like, oh, so-and-so wants to have us over. I'd be like, oh no, I don't want to go to someone's house. I just want to spend all this time with you, dear. Like it's it really was- The most interesting totally man in the world. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, it was like, I don't want to waste any minute. Like, I just want to have you all to myself. And Dr. Chapman loves to say, like, if you stayed in that state, like your whole life, you would never get any work done. You would never meet any other people. So you do kind of need to grow out of that. So, so growing out of those things as well. This is true. Yeah, that's great advice. I just, you know, I love, I love how encouraging you are. I love how practical all this stuff is because, you know, again, we can say, well, yeah, we know we should, we should love each other okay what does that look like um so this is so this is so helpful um i would love so just tell us again so 
it's this, there's a website, right, that yes. people can go to to get some yes, more of these. You can go really to marriage, marriageweek.org. National Marriage Week is February 7th through 14th, but you can go at any time to marriageweek.org and find dating tips, find couple connection plans, find all sorts of resources, whether you have a blended family, whether you're a first family, a newlywed, you've been married forever, all those things, you know, take a look. There are lots of resources there for you. And then I have books, 31 Days to a Happy Husband, 31 Days to becoming a happy wife and you can find uh more about me just at my name arlenepelican.com thank you so much this has just been wonderful and again today's yeah today's valentine's day but it's still going to be there tomorrow so so check it out and i just want to thank you so much for joining us today thank you nancy so much for having me So I don't know when you're listening to this, but whatever time of the day, or even if it's on another day, it's not too late to get some pro tips on how to strengthen your relationships. Even if you're not currently married, there's some really good resources to help you connect better with your loved ones. So check it out, marriageweek.org. And check out arlenepelican.org for all her books, and resources and check us out at isleofmisfits.com that's isle of misfits.com we're just a humble little misfit community standing before a world of square pegs asking you to join us on our journey to own our awkward love our fellow misfit and seek beauty and truth everywhere <laughs> <laughs>